0: Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. This is episode number 86. We're on the 18th episode of season 3 here in the year 2022 and just want to thank everybody for tuning in, for checking us out, watching, listening, however you're getting this, I do appreciate it. You know, these last couple of days I've really been uh, meditating on the law of love, Um, If you've been following our series, the Sermon on the Mount that we're doing on Sunday mornings, um, the laws that Jesus addresses in the fifth chapter of Matthew um, are ended on the law of love. And so I want to share the text with you, first of all, um, and then kind of get going with some thoughts, really some challenging questions, and uh, hopefully some opportunity for us to grow by the end of this podcast. With that being said, Matthew chapter five is the text Verses 43 through 47, Jesus says this, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? And so like I said, I've kind of been meditating on this particular law um, that, that Jesus addresses during the Sermon on the Mount. And why? because I've been challenged with this thought. And this thought is really a question. What am I doing different as a child of God that the world isn't doing? I mean, after all, Jesus pointed out that even the publicans you know, love those that love them and salute those that salute them. Now, the reason why Jesus used the publicans, which in today's modern term would be the tax collectors, Um, We here in the United States can probably refer to them as the IRS agents, and I don't need to interject my own personal opinion on what we feel about taxes in the IRS. I'm sure whatever you're feeling right now about your taxes in the IRS is the same way that they felt during Jesus' time. They weren't people that were liked they were people that were despised. They were people that many thought were crooks and thieves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, Jesus uses them as an example that even they love those that love them. Even they salute those that salute them. I mean, if they're the worst of the worst and they're the wickedest of the wicked, even they know how to love and even they know how to greet each other. And so really the question is, you know, if if I'm loving others that, that love me and if i'm saluting others that salute me what am i doing any differently and and i've had to really dig in and and think about this you know it's um it's it's easy to love my wife um for the most part i'm just kidding i love her regardless because she loves me back though right it's easy to love our spouses because they love us back and they may get on our nerves and they may agitate us but for crying out loud we love our wives we love our husbands right You know it's easy to love our kids you know because they love us back and you know kids may not know what genuine you know unconditional love is but but they know what love is and your kids love you you know I love when my kids love on me you know it's easy to to love even you know my church family because my church family loves on me and they you know they they love me back it's easy to love my friends you know because they love me back but let's be honest beyond this inner circle of of people that are fairly easy to love you know most of the time the implication that jesus gives us really boils down to this what about those that don't love you now this is a bit of a pandora's box really um but but what's at the forefront of this question is this who doesn't love me Or who doesn't know me? And am I showing them the same love that my family, my friends, or my church family gets from me? And that is a question that is the question of the hour for all of us to sit and to think about and to ponder. You know, it's it's almost effortless to love those that love you. I mean, if you really love somebody, loving them back isn't a chore. It's a joy. You love them because you want to love them, not because you have to in return. Right. But what about those we don't know? What about those that we interact with every day, but don't know them enough to love them? What about those that we cross paths with every once in a while, but don't give them too much thought? What about those that we see on the street struggling to live their lives? What about the orphan and the widow who have no one to love them? What about the unlovable? And and listen, I'm not here to start a debate. I'm not here to start an argument over who deserves to be loved and, and who doesn't deserve to be loved. Why? Because Jesus settled that debate and that argument on the cross dying for the sins of the world yours mine and everybody's the whosoevers but if i'm truly a child of god then am i genuinely doing what jesus commanded us to do because again it's a commandment it's not an option jesus wasn't giving suggestions here He wasn't giving, well, you know, maybe you guys should do this. You know, this is what I think you should do. Now, you don't have to do it, but this is what I think you should. No, this is a commandment given to us by God in this text. But am I genuinely loving, blessing, doing good to, and praying for those who are my enemies, those who curse me, those who hate me, and those who use me and persecute me? And listen, folks, as real as real gets, the answer for 99.9% of us, if not a 100% of us, is no. It's a no for me, and I'm sure it's a no for you, too. You know, a big punch in the face to some of us is a verse from 1 John 4.8. It says this, He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love now I'm not trying to put words in the Lord's mouth the way I read this is that if you don't love your enemies because again go back to our text go back to verse 44 love your enemies if you don't love your enemies how can you say that you know God because again 1 John 4 8 he that loveth not Knoweth not God, so I'm gonna sit here and say that I hate my enemies. I hate those that curse me. I hate those that don't do good for me. I hate those that persecute me and use me. But yet I'm gonna sit here and say that I know God, that I love God, that 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 you know I'm after a I'm man after God's own heart. But I don't love the way that God commands me to love and instructs me to love. Listen, to know God is to know love. The two greatest commandments of the law embody love paul gave an entire discourse on love in first corinthians 13. paul says in colossians 3 14 that above all things we should put on love the greatest act of love was given to us by god through his only begotten son jesus christ jesus says in john 15 13 greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. Jesus would go on to tell his audience to tell you to tell me to tell everyone, you are my friends. And so the question I pose to us all today is this. Am I willing to forsake every fleshly urge in me to hate, to curse, to ignore to act malicious towards, and be like the publican towards my enemies, towards my accusers, towards those that hate me, and those that are nasty to me, am I willing to forsake that and respond in obedience to the word of God and what Jesus said to in our text? Am I willing to die to self that I may allow Christ to live in me and to live through me? You know, ultimately, loving your enemies is a reflection of Christ. Jesus pleaded with the Father to forgive his enemies for they knew not what they did. Stephen pleaded with God to not let the charge of murder be placed on those who were stoning him. And our goal, our desire in loving our enemies should be this, to lead them to the cross that they may repent and receive for themselves the greatest love ever given and that is jesus christ you know i want to share something personal with you before we wrap up you know throughout my 21 year hospitality career uh, i had a lot of enemies Um, those of you that have uh, worked with me or worked for me Um, know that I uh, have had a lot of enemies I've had a lot of people curse me I've had a lot of people hate me Um, I've had a lot of people use me I've had a lot of people persecute me Um, now while most of them were hotel guests um, some of them were managers some of them were employees that kind of fit this narrative and really it only got worse the higher up in management I was. You know, when I was a line-level employee, I mean, I was just doing what I was told, but, you know, when I had to make decisions and do things that would cause strife, that would cause anger, that maybe would cause frustration, that would cause people to become my enemy or to want to curse me, um, that, that persecution, so to speak, really grew in its intensity, especially when I got into senior management. But one of the things that always stuck out to me is being asked by many throughout the years how do you do it you know i'll be honest with you it was tough um a lot of the times it was tough to be yelled at to be cursed at to be taken advantage of was not an easy thing to overcome but over the years and well into my career as i began to walk close with the lord as i began to have a desire to honor him in all things. As I began to understand more his word and the importance of obeying his statutes and of obeying his precepts, the easier it became to let the love and the light of God shine in me and more importantly in my career shine through me. Now, I broke character more times than I'd like to admit and I had a field day <laughs> with some of these people um but I knew that wasn't the way things should have been handled you know I I knew that uh you know maybe I uh I went a little overboard I acted a little differently than a hospitality professional should have but more importantly I acted a lot differently than a man of God should have but my point is this you know my love for God And my desire to honor him, to praise him, to worship him, to be obedient to him should be so strong that even in the toughest of situations with the nastiest of human beings, I can love God by loving God's people. Because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you might not want to hear this today, but even our enemies were created in the image of God and they deserve no different treatment from God than what God has shown you and I and they deserve no different treatment from us than we would give to those who easily love us back. Folks, just a couple of reminders before I let you go. Wednesday night Bible study takes place at 7 p.m. We are on the final chapter of our book, Avoiding Confusion. So we're going to be wrapping up that in the next couple of weeks and starting a new Bible study on Wednesday nights. Also, don't forget our Sunday morning worship service takes place at 10 a.m. right here at Revelation Church. We are in a series called The Sermon on the Mount. And I just want to invite you and encourage you to come join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. Also, the Miles Park Prayer Ministry, man, let me just speak to that for just a moment. What a blessing it has been to head on out to Miles Park there in Indio and meet people and and pray with people and, and just really try to fellowship with people, you know, there, there are um, you know, there are some needs down there. There's a lot of transients down there, a lot of homeless down there, a lot of addicts down there, a lot of um, people with some some mental health issues going on uh, down there. And, and to be able to start to form some relationships and develop some relationships with with the people down there has been a big blessing. So our Miles Park Prayer Ministry, and you're more than welcome to join us takes place on the second and fourth sunday we try to get there every other week just to minister to the people down there to pray with them and talk with them and and just to hang out with them um also don't forget on thursday's revelation communication current events you know i skipped this past thursday for some personal reasons i'll uh, open up about those uh, um this thursday before i start um a brand new current events but um i skipped this past week and and i'm looking forward to getting back into it because there's a lot of stuff a lot of events taking place right now that uh, that I want to share with you guys and uh, bring to your attention that the mainstream media isn't... Um isn't talking about hey you can find all the links to our podcast sermons bible studies all the links to our social media pages by heading on over to our website www.revchurchcv.com and finally if you do not know jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and you're feeling that tug you're feeling that conviction your conviction you're feeling that need that desire to surrender your life to christ or if you just want to receive more information please head over to our website. Once again, www.revchurchcv.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You can find my contact information on there or you can leave me a message. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication.